You're listening to Malta Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Five minutes after nine, South African time. Well, let's welcome the listeners of Radio Al Ansar International, the listeners of uh, Sirius FM, and the listeners of Marakat Sahaba, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah Wal Jama'ah. Remember, our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. International overseas listeners, plus 2784-786-3132. Somebody says, Ustad, how do we make dua in Arabic for our non-Muslim friends to get hidayat? Ustad. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim in Arabic say Allahumma din nasa jami'a Allahumma din nasa jami'a Ya Allah give hidayat to one and all so that's a simple dua and for yourself you want to be instrumental so they become Muslim Allahumma j'alna hadiyin mahdiyin muwaffaqin maqbulin Ya Rabbul Alameen Ya Allah give us the hidayat and use us so that we you we are used to bring people into the fold of Islam and you grant us the ability the capacity capability O Almighty Allah otherwise you can make the dua in English or any language as well Ya Allah guide humanity to the region effulgence and light and nur of Islam so all this there are many ways you can do that but in Salat and all that it must be in Arabic Ustada uh, hope move this up as well my son is very naughty very naughty and hyperactive what can I do Ustad? very good it must be naughty when they get naughty then inshallah when they grow up they become good you don't expect the children they must be all pulling tasbih and all that you know so you must remember you must go ask my family members how naughty I was you understand till today so my aunties or family members were old they told me say to Ketro Luchowe that's a memon they say how naughty you were and so forth but alhamdulillah so sometimes you'll want your children to be too disciplined and all that from a three, four, five. It won't work. Let them play their playing time and all these kind of things. But you must cry to Almighty Allah and beg Allah wa aslih li fi dhurriyati. Go to the 26 Jews, 26 Supara, Surah Ahqaf, the Centrex, and verse 15, 1, 5. The verse is long. Look in the middle there, you will find وَأَصْلِحْ لِي فِي ذُرِّيَّتِ O Almighty Allah, bring about reform, piety in my children and progeny. And you blow on him, read Surah Fatiha, blow inshallah, read Manzil and blow. Inshallah, Allah will use him for his deen in different parts of the world, inshallah. Uh, good evening, AK. Uh, is it true that in the future, Islam would become the largest religion in Europe? Because... I don't see that happening, Brother John. Ustad. My brother John, where are you living in? Alice in Wonderland, my brother John. Leave Europe. Islam is going to rule the world, my brother. Let me give you three statistics. And this is not Muslims. This is from your sources. BBC, you must remember, ran a documentary. You can go and Google it from their archives. The rise of the crescent. That means the rise of Islam and the decline of the cross and meaning Christianity is falling apart. Show me that what you think people are Christian today. 90% of the Christians are not interested in them. You must remember that. The Jutlas, the Haramis, the cursed nation, not chosen nation, the cursed nation. You think they're interested? If you get 10-20% of Jutlas who are proper Jews, you'll be lucky. 80% not interested. Therefore, one-third to 40% want to leave 
leave Israel. They don't want this right-wing government and so-called religious parties and so forth. They are secular Jews, secular Christians, even Hindus, if you look at them, majority of them, they are on their special activity, you know, occasions, they are like Diwali and so forth then, but practicing very few, even Muslims. So if you look practicing few, but compared to the percentage, but if you speak of Islam, so Islam is spreading. So that's one already statistic I gave you. BBC carried it. Second one, that you go to Belgium. I don't think, John, you've been much out of the world, out of South Africa. So you must go out and you will come to know. You can Google it and see. Go to countries in the Western world, Belgium, for example, which is the most famous name in Belgium. Mohammed, what you will say now? So you must remember that. Go to Germany and you will see in the lexicon, in the dictionary, the word Allah is already part. Inshallah means God willing, Allah willing. So it will be part. It is already part of the lexicon and dictionary. So you must remember that the Muslims are going to conquer the whole world. You see your jutlas. I know you're recording me. Carry on recording me. You don't intimidate me. Alhamdulillah. I love it when your jutlas post questions to me. And I love it. You must remember when I give you the true facts and not your husbara and propaganda, you haramis and jutlas tell the world. So you must be very clear on that issue. So we're going to take over. Listen carefully. That the whole of Israel and Palestine we're taking over. You Hindus there in India and BJP and RSS and all, we're going to take over the whole of India. Mm. You see that? We ruled it 700 years. We're going to rule again. So that is what Quran is teaching us. He all might tell us, and Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, with radiance and effulgence to take the people out from the darknesses in which they are groping in and bring them to the radiance of Islam. Chapter 14, verse number 1. Huwalladhi arsala rasoolahu bilhuda wa deen ilhaq liyudhirahu ala deen kullihi and then so that they and the true religion Islam so that they will prevail over every religion you must remember that and all other religions will be secondary and practically Islam will be ruling chapter number 48 and that is Surah Al-Fatih go read chapter 48 and verse number 28 my brother so that is what we believe in and that is what is happening and you can see how many people are embracing Islam how many people you heard are embracing Judaism how many people you heard embracing Christianity how many people you heard embracing Hinduism or Buddhism hardly anybody and we don't give them anything so Christianity, they will tell them, we will give you your water, your rental, your groceries, just like the Kufar Shias. They tell them, we'll give you dollars, we'll give you ladies, you can make muta and prostitution with them and so forth. So we give them nothing. You must embrace Islam for what it is and believe from the inner recesses of your heart, your salvation lies only in Islam. <laughs> so that is our message. We have the best, John, and we're sharing with the rest. What do you say, John? <laughs> I see the Hebrew brother says Jewish will rise. Okay. You can't even rise. You must remember you're not even circumcised properly. You're Harami. <laughs> you got Ben there. They'll put a bullet through him very soon, inshallah. Amen. Amen. And you must pack up and go back to 
Israel. You can't even say Jutla. You can't say Hebrew brother. What Hebrew brother? <laughs> say me, I'm a Jutla Harami. Say like that. Mm. Uh. Ustad, uh, before Prophet Ibrahim Salam was born, did King Namrud kill the boys and men like how Pharaoh also did when he was ruling before Prophet Musa Salam was born, Ustad? No. What he did was this. When they had the debate, so he, Nabi Ibrahim salam, told him that Yuhi wa meet my Allah, my sustainer, nourisher, he gives life, he gives death. So he said, Namrut, a sign of ignorance and, you know, being foolish, he said, so what is the big deal there? Ana uhi wa umit, I give life, I give death. He took an innocent person and killed him. And he said, see, I gave him death. And a person who was on death row, person who was supposed to be executed, he gave him the royal pardon and said, see, I gave him life. So Nabi Ibrahim salam realized that this man is an idiot. So let me now give him another example and see. So Nabi Ibrahim salam said, that my Allah makes the sun rise from the east. You make it rise from the west and so forth. So obviously now he was finished. for So he was totally defeated, perplexed and humiliated. He didn't know what to do. So not like the Pharaoh going to kill all the time, but he was killing people, innocent people, and he was killing, you must remember, people to show his authority. Authority. If you want more about this, go to chapter 2, Surah Baqarah, and verses 258, 259, and so forth, and you will find it there. Hmm. Somebody says, Ustad, is it true we can't sleep with our feet facing the Qibla? Almighty Allah Jalla Wala teaches us in the Noble Quran, chapter 22, verse 32. Whosoever shows respect to the landmarks and symbols of Almighty Allah, that's a sign of the person has taqwa, piety in his heart, and so forth. Habibuna Rasulullah Sallallahu authentic Sahih Hadith. Even Sheikh Albani said it's Sahih. And the Hadith in Sahih Ibn Khuzayma. Mantafala. Why use Sheikh Albani's name? Because the Salafis, they reject this fatwa we give. But now when we explain to them, in the Haram, many times I see those people doing. So I explain to them, some of them may kiss my hand, kiss my forehead. Others, they want to still debate. So you must remember that Mustafa Sallallahu authentic Hadith in Ibn Khuzayma. Whosoever spits in the direction of the Qibla, and remember that you must remember that that spit and saliva will be between his eyes on his forehead to humiliate him. So to sleep and you face the Qibla, you are showing disrespect. So why you don't sleep the other way? Just put your pillow on the other side and then everything is sorted out. We must show respect. مَا فَازَ مَنْ فَازَ إِلَّا بِالْأَدَبِ وَمَا سَقَطَ مَنْ سَقَطَ إِلَّا بِسُوءِ الْأَدَبِ The shair says, you want to be successful? You must show respect and reverence. You want to be disgraced and humiliated? Then you show disrespect and so forth. So therefore we say it's makru undesirable. Hey, you Hebrew brother, you harami. I use the word spit now. Go read your Haaretz newspaper. This is the Haramis you all are. You're not even human, you settlers. You must remember. 
Who said so? I didn't say so. Gideon Levy said so. These chefs, to call them human beings, is not possible. They're subhumans. So the Christians, the Christians are worshipping, and these Jutlas, Harami, super terrorists come, and they spit on the Christians who are worshipping. Go read today's Haaretz newspaper. That is you Hebrew brother, you Jutlas, Harami, super terrorists, Nazis, Hitler's children. So you don't allow Muslims to pray, you don't allow Christians to pray, and you tell the world you want peace. Now you tell me what peace is that. So you, this is a cursed nation, you must remember that. Haq, Ustad. Somebody says, whilst in the haram of Makkah or Medina, Ustad, how do I recognize which Quran has the print which we are accustomed to read, Ustad? You won't find that. So you must remember that in the Haramain Sharifain, they got their workers and employees there, they walk around, and wherever they find a Quran Sharif there that's different, then they will remove it. You must remember that. But they got one type there. I'll explain to you. When you go to Makkah, Mukarramah, Madina, Munawara, all the Quran Sharif, they are printed by Mujamma Malik Fahad, the Quranic press, just outside Madina, Munawara. So we've been there with Allah several times. Sheikh Huzaifi was in charge of the project. King Fahad, we can object on a hundred things, million things. But remember two, three good things he did. We must give him due for that. The Tawsiya al-Haramain Sharifain, the extension of the Haramul Makki, Haramul Madani. So that he did excellent job. Remember, there are two million plus in Makkah people can read Salat at one time. In Madina Munawara, one million plus can read comfortably. And then the Quranic complex. You know that they have the biggest Quran complex and printing press in the world. So they have and everything there is written to the Rasmul Usmani, how it was codified and done in the time of Sayyidina Usman. Then the ulama of India Park, they objected. They said, our people can't read there. They get all mixed up. So then they call it the Pakistani Quran. It's got a blue cover. But very few you will find like that inside the haram. So the best thing you must do is this, that you use to your 13-line Quran or your 15-line or whatever. So take your own Quran, Sharif, worth, and then you read from there. So there's no mix-up or anything. See, in front of me now I got Quran. And now the older we get, the Quran, Sharif, is getting bigger and bigger. You understood? <laughs> so I got the big Quran. I only use 13 lines because I became Hafiz in that. So this is the big one. Al-Ma'hadul Islami bi Waterfall. You know, printed by Miaswam and so forth. So they got the normal size and they got the big size and they got the super big. So the, I'm using the big one now. Why? Because when I want to give reference, sometimes the numbers I have to check up. You understood? So therefore, if it's a small one, then the numbers become a problem for me. So therefore, we say that you must take your Quran Sharif and then no problem with that. So that is my advice to all of you. Somebody wants to know, Ustad, that uh, what do I do with interest on saving account, Ustad? First of all, to have an account in the bank and a saving is haram. Why you got saving account? So you can receive interest. Our intention to put money in the bank must be for safekeeping. Our intention should not be to collect interest. You are putting your money in the bank where you can receive the maximum amount or almost the maximum amount. That's haram debt. Quran Sharif is very clear on the hurmat and interest.
this being totally, absolutely haram in all forms, shapes, and sizes. Surah 2, Surah number, Surah Baqarah, and verses 275 to 279, all Maitya Allah speaks about interest and is haram. And see the wa'id, the warning, only one place in the Quran you will find this and regarding interest. If you don't abstain from taking, giving, and be involved in the contract of interest, then be prepared for a war against all Allah and Mustafa chapter 2 Surah Baqarah verse 279 only one place you will find it in the entire Quran Sharif 6,236 verses study the thousands of ahadis only one place you will find and all Allah says you got enmity, hatred against a waliullah, anybody who's a special friend of Almighty Allah, then is Hadith Qudsi Allah says, then hence I announce war against that person there. So therefore, Hadith in Bukhari Sharif, there's only one place in Quran and one place in the Ahadith Mubarakah. So therefore, Mufti Taqi Usmani is a very great alim. I know him personally. He knows me personally. But two, three issues. He made big, big blunders. You must remember that. He knows he made those blunders. You must remember that. Deep down, he knows that. And he, he got this whole involved people. And today you ask the Molvis and Sheikhs and they, they just say Mufti Taqi said so. There's no, there's no dalil that. He opens the doors for interest from the back door. Remember this. Whether Sharia compliant, Sharia compliant. So there's one chap told me, now you must see how they're legalizing insurance. Now when I was in Durban, he said, you must just look. He's a CA. And he said that, that he himself closed his accounts. He feels ashamed how these Molvis and some so-called muftis are giving this fatwas and that. I say, oh, Lord, scholars for dollars, what they are. So you must remember these type of things here that you open the door and with the taswir fatwa you said no that on the TV and that is not taswir you open the door for TV and what and what terrible blunders that was even now he got chance to make ruju Allah give hidayat brother passed away just like that you must remember mm. so the point I'm making here is this when you open an account in the bank so you must try and open free banking you don't take interest you don't pay interest second one or take current account and so forth or if you have to take with interest then take with the minimum amount of interest not the maximum amount that's totally haram mm. now that money comes to you what must you do do with it, give it to the poor, Muslim or non-Muslim, or pay your taxes and so forth with it. So all that is permissible. Mm. I don't know, the brother says, uh, uh, I have approached Mufti Taqi Uthman and he says he didn't Ustad. I have his recording and we prepared to debate with you Ustad. So you must remember that when I met him there in Cape Town, I told him that Hazrat Mona Salimullah Khan Saab said that this banking is not permissible. He knows that. And Hazrat Mufti Mona Salimullah Khan Saab and them wrote a book against Mufti Taqi Uthman. What are you talking? So everybody in Pakistan knows that and <laughs> so forth and so on. So you can go tell him that he knows what happened, what happened there. And I 
said, we don't agree with you. And Hazrat Muhammad Khan doesn't agree. And so forth. Whether he accepts it, doesn't accept it, is his business. But I take his name openly because he's alive. And we reject Mufti Takriz Usmani. I say he's a very great alim. And remember, mm-hmm. but on these two, three issues, terrible mistake he made. Ustad, is there a hadith about the love our beloved Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had for Surah Fatha? Uh, Jews 26. If the hadith is authentic, why do we only come to know now? Ustad? So you must remember Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa made love for the whole Quran. Don't you see all the hadith regarding Quran? Come, I give you some hadiths. Bukhari Sharif's hadith, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, that the best of you are the one who learn the Quran and you teach it to others Hadith Bukhari Sharif Hadith Muslim Sharif When you attach yourself to Quran Sharif Allah will elevate you When you detach yourself from Quran Sharif then Almighty Allah will relegate you debase you humiliate you and Hadith in Sunan Nasai Ahlul Quran when you become part of Ahlul Quran, you read the Quran, you make tafsir of Quran, you become Hafiz of Quran, your life is Quran, and Sunnah is included, obviously. Then you become the household of Allah, the special servants of Allah, meaning Almighty Allah will elevate you. Iqra al Quran, so go and read Quran Sharif, that's Quran Sharif will intercede for you. Go read Hazrat Shaykh Kitab Fazail Quran, you must remember, and you will see so many virtues there and so forth. So to say one particular surah, that's not correct. The whole Quran, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam loved, obviously. Somebody says, Ustad, that Hibs classes that are conducted in our town from home, why is it those students together with the Ustad do not attend Fajr, Asr, Salah, or Jamaat Ustad, but instead reading at home? So that's wrong. You must remember that the other day I walked in the masjid and you must remember that it was for Isha Salat. One minute was left, you know. So all the students and teachers are still busy. So I told them that this is what is written in the kitab. Adhan is finished. Jamaat is about to stand and you'll all hear teacher and student. I say, this is what all the Quran and Hadith teaches. So these students will say this teacher never read sunnahs before Isha. So what must we read for and so forth? So they looked at me and they knew what I'm saying is the truth. So we must lead by example. You must remember this. This business, I'm running a Hifs class or I'm running a Alim class and so forth. And then Fajr Salat, I don't read in a masjid. Or Asr Salat, I don't read in a masjid. I just read at home. So Quran says, فَخَلَفَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِمْ خَلْفٌ أَضَاءُ الصَّلَاةِ وَاتَّبَعُ الشَّهْوَاتِ فَسَوْفَ يَلْقَوْنَ غَيَّةِ So you must remember that the people before them, their teachers, parents, grandparents were very pious people. But they came and next generation then khalfun adha'u salat they squandered their salat wattaba'u shahwat what is wattaba'u shahwat they follow their worms and fancies and desires Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu arda said it refers to those people who read salat at home when there's no excuse and all that you excuse mashallah you are you know musafir or you sickly or you old or something so that's a different issue but yeah every day you're doing this so that definitely not permissible Kain and Mankan whoever is the teacher so you're giving a wrong signal to the students also
Please ask Mufti Sahib about the virtue of reading Surah Fatah after Dhar Salah and if it is a sunnah to do so, Ustad. Not sunnah. Remember that what is written is not sunnah there. So to read that surah, that surah after Zohar, after Asr, not authentic that. Somebody says here, Ustad, that uh, I would like to know uh, if interest money earned at the bank can be used for maintenance, Ustad. Not permissible. Haram, that maintenance of your car, maintenance of your house, maintenance of the wife, all that is haram money. That how you can use it for that. So you must, it's khabis money, you must use it for khabis purposes. You see the government stealing left, right and center. So everything to do with government rates, you pay interest. So toll, you pay with interest. So customs, you pay with interest. Turn like that, you must remember this. So, but your maintenance, your food, your drink and your clothing and education that's for your own self. So some people say, no, I will use interest to build masjid, the toilets. There's absolutely haram all these things there. You can't do that. It's not permissible. One more, somebody says, Mufti Sahib, Hazrats come around uh, for donations but they demand like 5,000 rand or so and they tell you that the next year you must give double the amount while you are still in debts such as a bond. Is this correct of them, Ustad? I don't call them Hazrat, you must call them, I call them Mufatiyas. If what you are saying, that they tell you, you must give 5,000 rand now, and next year when I come, you must give 10,000 rand. Quran Sharif says, Yu'minuna bil ghaib. That you must believe in the unseen. Today, the truth of the matter, it has become Yu'minuna bil jayb. That the madrasas, masjid, I don't say all, but many of them have just become a means of personal income for them, for their families, for their son-in-laws and children, grandchildren, and so forth. Before the madrasa, nobody had a car, nobody had a house, nothing. Suddenly, everybody got car. Suddenly, everybody got car. Houses, people are flying overseas like you can't believe. And oh, so, so much barakat in the madrasa. <laughs> no, it's not barakat. They took the zakat money and made dry cleaners. You know what is dry cleaners? <laughs> they took the zakat money, call one student, yes, 100,000. If you got it, what you will do? The students say, I'll give it to the madrasa. <laughs> so you know, if we don't do that, that will be a problem for him. So they give it to him and they give it back. So who's playing with the deen of Allah? All these healers and all that we play with and so forth. Then with the lilla, they say we're doing anything we want to. So all this is playing with the sharia. and We don't say all, but many. So therefore, you see today the level of education and so forth and so on. Very poor. So because of all these reasons here... Hazrat Muhammad Rahmatullah if you go read his Malfusat and that is to write all these kind of things. If the aim to run your madrasa Darlum is not to please Allah Ta'ala, but his income and all that is better you close that madrasa. You see? <laughs> that are the true ulama. You must remember these type of things. Yeah. Everything we do, our aim must be to please Almighty Allah, please Mustafa Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, not to bootleg the rich and not to go and beg by them. Zillatul ulama indal aghniya. It's a disgrace for ulama to go <laughs> begging, you must remember, by the rich people and so forth. Therefore, they can't speak the truth because they compromise themselves. You must remember that. <laughs> Well, it's uh, 29 minutes to 10 o'clock. Let's go for an interval. When we come back, inshallah, we will continue with the Q&A. Stay tuned.